You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Welcome to the Faith Roots Podcast. We're talking about how God takes a curse and turns it into a blessing. So if something comes into your life that looks like a curse, don't despair. There's a very good way to turn it around. Uh, the book of Nehemiah says this, How be it, our God turned the curse into a blessing. And he's actually referring to the story that we're going to study today. It's the story of Balak and Balaam. When the children of Israel traveled to the plains of Moab, which is on the extreme western side of the kingdom of Moab, and they didn't invade their fields, and they didn't come in and take their pasture lands, they didn't come in and, and, and drink the water out of their wells, so they skirted around them. But the king of Moab resorted to witchcraft to curse the children of Israel. And the reason he did this is because it obviously had worked. People knew that it worked. And so in Numbers chapter 22, verses 5 and 6, NIV says, Balak said, A people has come out of Egypt. They cover the face of the land. They have settled next to me. Now come up and put a curse on these people because they are too powerful for me. Now stop right here. These people are descended from Abraham. Centuries before, centuries before, a couple of hundred years before, these people in Lot were carried off into captivity. Lot, their ancestor, was carried off by a group of kings, and it was Abraham who rescued Lot. Lot was his nephew, but Abraham saved Lot's life. There was no national sense of responsibility regarding this. Moab hated these people, not because they had done them wrong, they hated them because they were full of fear. Fear is always going to foster hate. And so that's what we see. They were fearful. He said, perhaps then I will be able to defeat them in battle and drive them out of the country if you put the curse on them. For I know that those you bless are blessed and those you curse are cursed. So Balaam had a reputation for bringing spells and curses on people. It seemed to have worked. And Balak uh, hired him to put a curse on the children of Israel. Now, Balaam had claimed to be a spokesman not just for the God of Israel. He, he, whatever God you wanted to serve, he had something to do with it. So he was the kind of guy who was an opportunist. And his services were available to anybody who would pay him money. So he was a hired gun. Jude 11 said this, For they, talking about certain ministers in Jude's day, have run greedily in the error of Balaam for profit. In other words, they're in ministry only for money. And uh, that that's a, a, a pitfall for a lot of people. God intervened for Israel by speaking directly to Balaam, tried to warn him, don't do this. Numbers 22, 12, he said, you must not put a curse on those people because they are blessed. But yet on four different occasions, Balaam set out 
wanted to put a curse on the people, tested the waters. God stopped him every time. So this is interesting to me. As he came to speak, supposedly by the Spirit of God, God actually stepped in and did have him speak by the Spirit of God. But look at what he said. First of all, in Numbers 23, 8, How can I curse those whom God has not cursed? Numbers 23, 23, There is no sorcery against Jacob, no divination against Israel. Numbers 24, 9, May those who bless you be blessed, and those who curse you be cursed. Now, he's actually speaking the very promise that God gave to Abraham. And so he is trying to pronounce curse, but can't do it. Only the good comes out. Numbers 24, 17, and he actually prophesies the coming of the Messiah. He says this, A star will come out of Jacob. The star that the wise men saw, uh, the first mention of it is here. This is the star that comes out of Jacob. A scepter will rise out of Israel. He will crush the foreheads of Moab, the skulls of all the sons of Sheth. Well, every person on earth is a descendant of Seth. So he's going to deal with people all over the world. So Balaam finally did give up his efforts to put a curse on the children of Israel because he couldn't do it. Every time he opened his mouth, God stopped him and had him prophesy blessing. So he was not able to put a curse on the children of Israel. But he was a devious and determined man. And even though he couldn't speak a curse, he came up with another way to cause the Israelites to fall. Revelation 2.14, and this is Jesus speaking. It's interesting to me that both Peter and Jude, as well as our Christ, spoke about Balaam in the New Testament, meaning that he must have left a pretty big impression on the righteous of later generations. Here's what Jesus said about him in Revelation 2.14. Nevertheless, I have a few things against you. You have people there who hold the teaching of Balaam, who taught Balak to entice the Israelites to sin by eating food sacrificed to idols, and by committing sexual immorality. And this is how Balaam caused trouble to come on the children of Israel. He told the king of Moab, send women in to seduce the Israeli men. This is how you'll get them. So he did that, but it brought a curse on him. Sometime later, Balaam thought he was in the clear because Israel did suffer because of what he had recommended. But the Scriptures tell us that there was a war between Midian and the children of Israel. Numbers 31, 7, and 8. They fought against Midian as the Lord commanded Moses and killed every man. They also killed Balaam, the son of Beor, with the sword. So Balaam was hanging out with the wrong people, he stayed with the wrong people. He was always accompanying with people who wanted to curse and hurt Israel, and it eventually cost him his life. He didn't have a good end. And it's such a shame. Had this man been perfectly yielded to God, he might have been a Gentile prophet who could have done the heathen some good, but he didn't. And so this is another example of how a curse was turned and a blessing came out of it instead. We'll pick up here tomorrow. 
I want to thank you for watching our podcast today. And if you really liked it, would you please give us a little thumbs up by clicking on that sign down below? And then I would encourage you to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss any of our future podcasts because they're all going to be good. And if you would like to support us financially, either with a one-time gift or recurring gift, you can do that by clicking on the link below or going to myfaithroots.com. Thank you so much for watching this program. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.